Priority Talk. Hello and welcome in. Greg Davis here with you on this Wednesday evening. Uh, glad to be back with you after a couple of days away. Uh, it is Priority Talk Radio right here on Truth 101, and uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, stay a little dry out there. I know some of you getting rain or uh, misting uh, during the day and this evening, so uh, some are on wet, wetter roads out there, so be very careful. And uh, we say hello to you, and we're glad to have you along with us. We're here until 7 o'clock. Uh, right here on 101.1 FM. All right. Um, boy, I'm a lot to talk about today. My goodness. Uh, I was away Monday and Tuesday as I've been um, traveling and uh, speaking, preaching, those kind of things. Uh, it was up in Moulton, Alabama. Um, was there in uh, Morris uh, Monday evening. And then uh, last night uh, I was up in uh, Winfield and uh, with some great folks up in Winfield. Had a great time last night uh, getting to hang out with those guys for uh, for a while and uh, and sharing a, a short uh, message. And uh, so uh, good good to be with you guys and, and to our uh, folks up in Moulton. Man, met a lot of listeners up there. Uh, the group I was with, uh, I think a good, good chunk of them listened to the program. So uh, thank you guys very much, Bunky and the whole bunch up there. We had a great time being with you. Uh, it was, it was, you know, these things were pre-planned, and uh, you know, I had no idea that I would be away when uh, such uh, such events of biblical proportion uh, would would happen in in our beloved Israel uh, that we so enjoy uh, being uh, being in and, and and learning and being in the land. And uh, you know, I've been numerous times now. And uh, we were just there in July with with a group of primarily listeners to the show, and um, man, uh, you know Israel is a uh, is a safe place. You know we tell everybody it's safe. You feel safe while you're there. You know it's like anywhere else. You're careful. You're cautious. There's you know places that you avoid at certain times. If you you know um, it's like anywhere else, um, but um, it it's like. No different than here. It's uh, it's safe until it's not, and uh, anything can happen anywhere, anytime. And so, you know, this uh, is, is the worst attack, uh, really, of the last um, you know uh, hundred years. You got to say at least it's uh, it's like a Pearl Harbor or a nine eleven. I, I was hearing a lot of people over the weekend calling this uh, Israel's nine eleven, and I kept thinking Pearl Harbor, and then I finally started hearing people say that. I think it's both, but uh, I, I think there's a lot of um, liking there to, to Pearl Harbor and just the uh, total unexpectedness of it. Didn't see it coming uh, and just, uh, you know, happens. So, so 9-11, Pearl Harbor, those are great analogies, sad analogies to have to be made. But uh, we were planning a trip for next year uh, to be back in Israel. Uh, I haven't been talking about it because it was sort of a closed-off trip. We had some of our uh, our legislators here in the state of Alabama who were interested in going, and I've been working with uh, with them and a uh, couple of couple of members in particular to uh, to plan a trip for our legislators that wanted to go. Uh, I had been working with the uh, the, the consulate for Alabama. Uh, they're officed over in Atlanta. They cover a couple of different states, but uh, the, the Israeli consulate for Alabama had been working with that office, and uh, a couple of the things that we were. Uh, and we may still go. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. 
But a couple of things that they had said we could do, you know, when you're uh, coming as a, a delegate, a legislator, uh, you know, there's some, some things that the government will do um, that normal everyday tourists, like I've typically been, don't get to do. And one of those things that they had mentioned to me was to visit the tunnels of Hamas uh, down at Gaza so that we could gain a greater understanding of the, the threat and the way in which Hamas operates. And that was one of the things that was uh, on our itinerary if we were to make this trip next fall, which was to visit the tunnels of Hamas. And I got a feeling we won't be going in those tunnels because I think uh, all of that's going to be totally uh, desecrated uh, by the time, destroyed by the time we were to get there. Uh, But that was one of the uh, one of the calendar things that the consulate would would be able to uh, facilitate for us that and also uh, getting a visit to and and an understanding of the Iron Dome and how it works. And uh, the Iron Dome has been incredibly effective, I think, uh, over 90 percent. Uh, in this, even in this barrage of uh, rockets uh, this weekend, but just uh, you know, overwhelmed, uh, you can't, uh, couldn't, couldn't keep up with the number of them, and so some did get through. Uh, if not for the Iron Dome, uh, they would have already uh, destroyed Israel. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that. The Iron Dome is the only thing really that has saved Israel, and of course uh, that was developed. Uh, with the uh, cooperation of the United States, the the Iron Dome. So uh, the Iron Dome, um, certainly a, a true blessing, and it's one of the things that gives you peace of mind, you know, when you're there. And so, you know, it's something we don't have here, but uh, they do, and it oftentimes takes care of those issues, not to say the sirens don't go off and that you don't have to take cover. Now, I've never had to do that when I was there. I've never heard the sirens and never had to go find a bunker, but, uh, but I know it does happen, uh, especially if, they, uh, if they're in an antiphod or something like that, a time period like that. But nothing could prepare you for what happened here. Um, this was just absolutely uh, over the top uh, to, uh, to, to coordinate an attack like this, to fire that many uh, missiles uh, into the land, in, in, into Israel, and then to, uh, to, to come the terrorists, to come on hang gliders and come flying in and uh, loaded for bear and massacring people, torturing people, taking prisoners, taking uh, kidnapping people uh, that they could use as leverage is just absolutely, it's unthinkable and uh, and, and should never uh, be allowed uh, to happen. And I know uh, Israel will, uh, will, is and will respond uh, strongly uh, this is not something I don't think they didn't see this particular attack coming, you know, on Saturday. But um, I, I don't think that um, the the intention of this attack was something that caught uh, Israel, uh, you know, off guard. They they've they know that they're hated. Uh, they know that these people, to their uh, literally all around them, uh, to the south, to the east, and to the north. Uh, all would want to uh, kill them and wipe them off the face of the earth. And don't think for a minute they wouldn't want to do the same thing to, to you or to, to I or to us as a people as well, as we are the infidel. Uh, these are jihadists. And uh, Israel, although this particular attack caught them off guard, I think the, the intention did not catch them off guard because they know, as we've all known, there's this apoc- apocalyptic uh, fervor 
and how these uh, jihadist Muslims view Israel and, and all infidels. And, um, you know, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, I was reading this, uh, he was fully aware of the apocalyptic element of these uh, Islamic radicals. And I'm so glad he is uh, back as the prime minister. Uh, I, you you got to feel good with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in, in control. Uh, listen to this. This was from 2012, so to just 10, 10 or so years ago. Uh, listen to this quote from uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. This just gives you an element of uh, uh, how, how, they, how they live. He says this. He said this to um, Joel Rosenberg, who uh, writes all the great books about Israel, and uh, he's been on the show before. He's, he's really an expert. Uh, this is what Netanyahu said in 2012. I think the West misunderstood and still must understands the threat of radical Islam. It is fanatic, messianic ideology that seeks to have an apocalyptic battle for world supremacy with the West. It seeks to correct what it sees and its disciples see as accident of history, where the West has risen and Islam has declined. The correction is supposed to be done by the resurrection of an Islamic empire and the acquisition of nuclear weapons and the use of nuclear weapons, if necessary, to obliterate Islam's enemies and to subjugate the rest. This is a pathological ideology, much like Nazism was, and it poses a threat, in my judgment, in many ways bigger than Nazism because Hitler embarked on a world conflict and then sought to achieve nuclear weapons where the leading of this radical Islamic regime, Iran, is seeking to first acquire nuclear weapons and then embark on a world conflict. And uh, that is what is not yet understood in the West, and certainly, if it is understood, it is not acted upon. I think we have come to greater understand uh, that since 2012, but I think it gives you a little mindset into think think of having to live that way uh, with, uh, with, with nothing but a wall uh, separating you from... Um, from these people who, who see you this way, who absolutely hate you and want you wiped off the face of the earth. And that's not just a, a, a flippant term. Uh, that is the term that has been used by Palestinian leaders is to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. So, uh, you know, they, they view this as though Allah is on their side and they're, they really don't believe that they will lose. Uh, it, it, they believe it's just a matter of time, really, until the entire world is uh, subjugated to Islam and also to Sharia law. And that's why the, the squad ladies in the, in the Congress are so dangerous because uh, they, they, they believe in this. They are agents of it. And so, um, but anyway, their, their, their belief is why these Muslims, these radical jihadists, they aren't afraid of Israel or the U.S., they're, they're not afraid, and, and they're, they're emboldened. And they believe that, they're, uh, that this violence, this jihad, is preparing the way for their promised Messiah, uh, the, the Mahdi, and that they're going to uh, build a global caliphate. You know, We saw this with ISIS, and now we're seeing it with Hamas, and Hezbollah is no different. These are all the same... It's all the same movement, okay? They're just working under different flags, but they're pretty much being funded by the same people, and that's Iran. And unfortunately, we're funding Iran to a great degree. Uh, number one, through uh, freeing up monies that have been withheld, these, these $6 billion, 
And then also through not being energy independent and buying oil from them. We're funding Iran. Who's funding this? Uh, so it's um, it, 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 it is complicated, but it's really not complicated. That, that's it, it's not complicated to, to understand what's going on. You have one group of people who hate another group of people and want to see them wiped off the face of the earth. I mean, that's it. Uh, you have one group who says, let's live in peace, and you have another group who says, never. And I heard Dennis Prager, he said it this way. He said, if, who, uh, who is Jewish, he's not a, not, a, not a Jewish believer, but he is Jewish. He said this, he said, um, what, if, uh, what if Israel said, let's have no violence, let's put down our arms and be done with this? What would happen? And if Palestine said, let's put down our arms, be done with the violence, and live in peace, what would happen? Well, the answer to that's pretty easy. If Israel did such, they would be obliterated. If Palestine did that, people would live in peace. I mean, it's just the truth of it. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk about a lot of these issues as we press forward here today. Um, I... Uh, you know, your heart goes out for people you know. The people I know over there uh, are, are safe. I've been able to make contact with several of them. Uh, Richard, who uh, is our uh, our guide leader, Richard Frieden, who also leads uh, the uh, tour guides for uh, for Paul Brazier, who's you guys know Paul. He also guides for Hank Irwin, who many of you know Hank. Many of you, some of you may have even been to Israel with Hank. Uh, Richard actually uh, was here in the states currently. You know, he, he kind of goes back and forth. He's a dual citizen. And so uh, he has been in the Nashville area primarily for the last uh, couple of months. Really, he came back not long after we did in July. And uh, he's been here and was was uh, scheduled to go back very soon, maybe even this week. But he is here now. So uh, he was fine. But the other friends that we have over there all are safe. They're, uh, you know, they're 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 feel fearful for their physical safety. But they are safe. Um, most of them do not live down on that southern uh, end. Not to say there haven't been rockets launched uh, all over. Of course there have. But most of the uh, the bloodshed and desecration has been there in, in, in the south, down on the Gaza, Gaza Strip, uh, which was given to the Palestinians to live there by Israel. They controlled that land and gave it to them as a, uh, as a peace offering, basically. But it just goes to show that you can never uh, you can never appease evil. You can't negotiate with evil. You can't uh, find a middle ground with evil. Whatever you give, they they want more. Evil always wants more, whether it's in your personal life or you know your your, your church, your family, or our nation. You cannot appease evil, and what we have seen is evil, and you cannot compromise with it. Uh, you have to push back on it. And that's exactly what Israel is doing now. And I hope with the help of the U.S., I do believe uh, President Biden spoke to a group of Jewish leaders at the White House just a little bit ago. And he said some good things, but boy, it got really strange. Did any of you hear it? I mean, it got really weird. I mean, he he went into one of those where he gets real loud and then he whispers and then he got real loud again. And then he whispered uh, just really, really odd. Uh, he's just reading the teleprompter, but he put a lot of dramatics in it that really were not necessary. 
Uh, but he's saying some of the right things. He's not saying all the right things, but uh, he's saying some of the right things. All righty. Uh, let's take a break. It's 20 minutes after. Uh, let's talk about Palestine and Israel and the difference. The difference. Where, where, where did this come from, this Palestinian and Israel? Uh, where did it come from? What, what's the, what's the, uh, the, the genesis of this? Let's talk about that when we come back. 205-941-1011. It's our number if you want to call and be a part of the show or text us at that same number, 205-941-1011. Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest-running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry, your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Ki Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly hometown dentist in Coleman. I'm Lila Rose, president of Live Action and author of Fighting for Life, and you're listening to Priority Talk. Well, that's right, and we welcome you into Priority Talk. Glad to have you with us here on Wednesday evening. Uh, we will have our Wednesday evening Bible study and, uh, and prayer time uh, coming up next hour for those of you not able to be uh, in church on Wednesday evening some of our later listeners who don't get off work till 6 or 6 30 get on the road try to get home Uh, we are now doing Bible study during the six o'clock hour and we will focus that this evening on uh, on Israel and uh, the covenants and the promises of God uh, to uh, the nation of Israel so uh, hang on for that and some of that will hit this hour but we'll uh, summarize it in a Bible study format coming up next hour and you can also send us your prayer request here on wednesday we will pray for you uh we won't make these public we won't announce them uh, anything like that but uh, we will pray for you if you don't have anyone to pray for you we will uh i'll see these text messages that you'll send and i will pray for each and every one of them 205-941-1011 is that number if you'd like for us to pray for you okay i do want to uh get into this topic of um the use of Palestine versus Israel. Um, it's um, not as complicated as, as you might think it is. But, of course, I, I've only got about two minutes here, so let me just kind of say you have to go back uh, to Genesis, and you have to understand um, Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar, and you have to understand the situation that happened there. Uh, and we're going to talk more about it next hour, but uh, but, but you have to to get that and understand um, uh, Isaac and Ishmael 
and uh, it is it is there that uh, that the divide took place. And Isaac had a son and named him Jacob, but God changed his name to Israel. It means he struggles with God. And really, the rest of the Old Testament is is the historical uh, you know pl- history playing out of the Jewish people, the descendants of Abraham, struggling with God, disobeying, and then then bearing the consequences that that carry till today, quite honestly. And so God wanted to supernaturally have a people, an ethnicity, that would um, accomplish his purposes. And quickly, I think you can say it this way, that God wanted a, a monotheistic people that would worship the true creator as, as, as opposed to the plurality of gods and bells and all of this. Uh, they were to be holy. They were to be sort of set apart from ungodliness of their of the surrounding people. And he wanted to showcase the Jews to the world as an example of what he would do for the people, a people that were totally, wholly committed to him. And quite honestly, uh, Israel failed on all of those counts, but God never gave up on them. So, uh, of course, Muslims, they reject the Bible because they claim Jews wrote it, and so they can't believe that. And uh, they say it's been corrupted and that the Quran is the only true word from, from God or Allah. And uh, it's a different book completely. But uh, you have to go back and study Abraham to understand uh, the beginnings of Israel, to get to Isaac, to, to get to Jacob, who then God changed his name to Israel. Okay, let's pick up right there when we come back on the other side. Send us those prayer requests, 205-941-1011. Good news, Christian values. That's what Priority Talk Radio is all about. Join President of ALCAB, Greg Davis, along with co-host and apologist, Nate Williams, to hear about the latest news through a Christian lens. With a focus on politics and ministry, ultimately everything points to God. Join us weeknights from 5 to 7 p.m. on Truth 101.1 WXJC. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Priority Talk Radio here on Wednesday evening. Uh, we are live. Uh, we can take a phone call or your text messages uh, at 205-941-1011. In particular, uh, those text messages if you've got prayer requests. We do that on Wednesdays. Bible study during hour number two, and we take your prayer request as well uh, so we can personally pray for you uh, if you have a need. 205-941-1011. Uh, we're talking just... Um, from a biblical perspective, just trying to talk about Israel and um, and and um, you know and Islam and uh, jihadist and everything that we've seen happen uh, over in uh, in Israel recently, as I've I've traveled there numerous times, as uh, I'm sure many I'm amazed how many people have been over there. You know, once you go, everybody you know find out you go, everybody talks to you about it. I was with somebody Monday, been nine times, um, so. You know, many of us have, have been over there. We love the people. We love the land. Uh, we treasure it. 
Uh, one thing I have learned while I'm there, though, is that the, uh, you know, the 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 non-Jews, I'll just say, okay, the non-Jews over there, for the most part, they don't they don't love the land, they don't love the city of Jerusalem, they really just don't want the Jews to have it. That's the point. Uh, it's it's the areas uh, that are not uh, under really strong Jewish control are, are are pretty trashed out, quite honestly, for the most part. Uh, not saying there's not exceptions in there because you've always got the, the people who live well, you know, they got, you got the plenty of money, but for the most part, um, you know, you can go one street to the next in Jerusalem and it, you feel like you're in Disney world on one street and you turn the corner and you feel like you're in a bomb, you know, in Beirut or something on the next turn. It, it, they just don't care. They don't love the city. They don't care to keep it up. They just don't want the Jews to have it. And when you're in those areas of the city where, uh, where it's under, uh, Palestinian control, I'll, I'll call it, or not really Palestinian, but under Arab or Muslim uh, control, the Muslim quarters, uh, you'll see uh, billboards and you'll see uh, banners uh, highlighting jihadists, uh, those who, suicide bombers and people like that, uh, celebrating them. You, I mean, it, it's wide open. So we were talking before we went to break, uh, and we're, and we're going to do Bible study on this next hour on the covenants of God uh, with his people and the, and the promises that come through those. I hope you'll join us for that. We're going it's a journey all over scripture uh, honestly that will that will be on um, not not so much like last week where we were in 1 John. This is going to be uh, all over scripture as we look at the uh, the covenants of God with his people. Uh, but um, you know, we were talking about the difference in Israel and Palestine, Palestine. You know, the Palestinians Claim they're the descendants of, of the Philistines. Uh, but, but if you go back and you really study it, they're really from the Saudi Peninsula and have not been in the land more than about 200 years. They haven't been there more than that. Uh, but what is this use of Palestine versus Israel? It's a, it's a really, it's, it's been and re- now in the news completely, uh, I know it's hard to understand the difference, so let me see what I can do here uh, to help explain it to you. I mean, it's uh, the conflict is not hard to understand, but some of the finer points are. Uh, the conflict is that uh, the, uh, the 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 Muslims, uh, the jihadists, they hate Israel, <laughs> and uh, those funded by Iran, and uh, they they, they want to see Israel wiped off the face of the map as, as well as America. Okay. It's not just death to Israel, it's death to Israel and America. They see us as one. Uh, one of the most important, though, uh, hot-button geopolitical issues, and it's in the news, has to do with who owns this land. I mean, that's really what this is all about. Uh, it, it's been the, uh, the ongoing uh, stumbling block that seems impossible to resolve. I mean, quite honestly, every president, every prime minister, they've all tried to solve this. You know, even President Trump had the Abraham Accords, and, and there was, I think, some progress made with those. Um, but uh, I, I think maybe that's also part of the reason for this attack is that progress was, some progress was being made in Israel's relationship with Saudi Arabia, and, uh, and Iran could not have that happen. But you know, you've got the Israeli people who, who continue to claim the land based on um, the promises of the Word of God and the promises 
that this land was granted to them by God himself. And you go back and you see where God called Abram to leave and go into this land and, uh, and then outlines the, uh, the parameters of it there in, in, in the middle parts of Genesis. And the Palestinian leadership, on the other hand, they've sought to be legitimize really their own uh, claim to the land, saying that it's for them and not, not the Jews. And so one of the big lies is that the land was always referred to as Palestine, and that's not accurate. And so it's frustrating when you pick up a Bible, and I remember having Bibles like this when I was a child, and it would say the maps in the back. You know, they would say Palestine during the time of Jesus, and that's just not accurate. Uh, there's also scriptures that have been translated that way. Uh, and, and it's just where you get into biblical translations and, you know, people uh, misunderstand or have uh, bad motives. I'm not sure. But um, if you go back and look at um, some of the, uh, the passages, even in, in the scriptures, that um, they use Palestine. You go back and you look um, in Joel, and uh, this is coming out of, I'm going to read these. This is coming out of the New American Standard. Um, uh, first of all, let me, read, uh, let me read Exodus. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold of the inhabitants of Palestina. Joel says, Yea, and what have ye to do with me, O Tyre and Zidon, and all the coast of Palestine? But these are bad translations of a Hebrew word. And my, I'm not an expert in Hebrew, okay? That's why I always had Rabbi Walker here. Uh, and I call on Richard. Uh, but Pelasheth is the word. P-E-L-E-S-H-E-T-H. Pelasheth. And and. It's a, it's a bad translation of that word. Uh, there was no Palestine. This land was called Israel from the time of Jacob when God changed his name to Israel until about uh, 135 A.D., after, after the time of Christ, okay, getting into the Roman emperor, emperor time. And you had Hadrian uh, was, uh, was the emperor, and he followed the Second Jewish Revolt and changed the name of Israel to Syria-Palestina, which he took from the Hebrew word Pelasheth, which we know as Philista. Why? Because the Jews hated the Philistines. And what it was, it was a slap in the face to them. It, it, so it's, it's more named after Philistine, and they, they, those came from, they came from Crete. But it was, uh, it was Hadrian's way of... Uh, a slap, a back slap, backhanded slap at them to name the land Philistine because he knew of their history and their hatred of, Phil of the uh, Philistines. And so it was, just, it was just really an insult is what it was. It was an insult from Hadrian, the Roman emperor. And um, the land of Israel, was com it was comprised of Galilee, Samaria, Judea, and Philistia. And Philista was the land of these arch enemies of Israel. Who? The Philistines. Now, guess what part of the land that is? It, it's right down in the Gaza area. That, that's the land of the Philistines. In fact, the only reason on our trips to Israel that we've ever went down that way is when I was with, when I was with Rabbi Walker, we had went to 
uh, down to the Valley of Elah, uh, where David slew Goliath. And we went there to see that area and to get some stones out of a dried-up riverbed there, uh, the five, like the five smooth stones that, uh, that Israel had, uh, had, uh, had, had picked up to kill Goliath. And so uh, we went down in that area. Now, this, uh, the Philistines were not Arab. They were European. And they came from Crete, that, the, an island. And they occupied five cities along that western, southwestern part of Israel, and really western at that time. And look, you're going to hear these very names on the news, some of them, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Ekron, Gath, and Gaza. Those were the lands of the Philistines who had came from Crete. And so to refer to Israel as Palestine any time before these people came in 135 is inaccurate. And, uh, and, it, and it, it, what it does is it gives credibility to, to a, a big lie. Was the word ever used before A.D. 135? Uh, yes. Uh, it, that is the word. It's the word Philista was used by uh, uh, Herod uh, in the 5th century. Uh, so it was used during time, uh, but it, it got translated over as Palestine, and that's not right. Uh, Josephus makes one reference to Philista, uh, and he translated it, and it's been translated again as Palestine, but that's not really a true translation. Uh, other than those two examples, and, and my readings, I don't see any other um, any other source that cites Israel as Palestine before 135. So to say that this land has always been Palestine is not true. Jesus refers to Israel numerous times in the gospel. Does Jesus ever use the word Philista? When Titus destroyed the temple in A.D. 70, when he burned the city, the Roman government minted a coin that read, we, we, we find them now over there with Judea capta or Judea captive, meaning Judea was captured. If it had been Philista or Palestine, it would have stated such, but it didn't. It stated Judea, which was part of Israel. So um, it, it's frustrating, this, this name Palestine, and, and from there come the Palestinians. Uh, they're just the um, uh, just the lineage of the Philistines, and so when you see this on your maps and things like that, Palestine in Christ's time, um, you know a lot of these come from the um, these maps and you know these Bibles that a lot of us had came from these maps were created during the time of the British Mandate back uh, kind of from uh, 1917 or so after World War One up to the uh, founding of the state of Israel in 1948. Uh, and so the, the land was called Palestine. It has been called that since 135, but not of all time. And so in this day, with the political issues, it's important to up, we need to update our language, quite honestly. Um, it, it does make a difference because it legitimizes a false claim that you see so often from the government 
um, and from the media, those people who hate Israel, and uh, they act like like the Jewish people have taken the, the Palestinians' land, uh, when quite honestly it's the other way around. The Jewish people were given the right to live in the land that God gave them, and it's a false impression to say that there was a land of Palestine in ancient times and carries forth a lie that, um, that somehow the Jews took this land. That's just not true. The United Nations has recognized a Palestinian state, and um, they've, uh, they even recognized its president over, over, over the years. And so um, it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating, and it's really frustrating to the people who live there. You know, it's um, God promised the land. They were in the land. They've never occupied all of the land that God promised them because of their disobedience. That, that's absolutely true. Uh, if they had followed God and his word, if they had uh, followed the conditional uh, covenants of God and walked in the promises of God, they would have been in all of the land, but they never, they never have. And, uh, but I, th- will they one day? Absolutely they will one day. They will eventually one day uh, live in all of the land that was promised to them. And uh, it's a big swath of land. But right now, uh, it's just a small place, about the size of New Jersey. It's a, uh, it's a, small, uh, a, a small state. And it's not a, uh, it's not, it, we don't really refer to Israel as a nation, not the land. The land is it's, it's a state. Uh, the nation are the people. The nation of Israel are the people of Israel, and they are all over the world. In fact, I think there's more Jews live in America than live in Israel. But so we call it a state. It's a state of Israel. And until um, all the Jewish people are uh, make Aliyah and return to the land, it will be a state and not a nation. So it's the state of Israel. And uh, sometimes people say nation, and it's not the end of the world if people say that. But technically, it is a state. And, uh, and I have been there at the Independence Hall in Tel Aviv where David Ben-Gurion read Israel's Declaration of Independence. And uh, we just celebrated the 75th anniversary of this. It was May 14th, 1948. And since that time, we've had the modern state of Israel, which uh, has been probably one of the greatest uh, fulfilled prophecies uh, in, in, in our time, absolutely. It was something that was waited on for uh, for thousands of years, and it happened in 1948 when the state of Israel was born. An amazing fulfillment of prophecy. All right, um, let's take a break. Come back on the other side. I'll check in on text messages. If you've got a call or a comment, uh, let's hear from you. Text or comment, 205-941-1011. Marketing can be overwhelming because the marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728. That's 205-332-3728. Or go to their website at .edison.com. I'm Evangelist Alveda King, and you're listening to Priority Talk. 
All right, it's seven minutes until 6 p.m. on this Wednesday evening. Don't forget about Love Stock this weekend. What the world needs is love. It's the music festival out at the Willow Tree Ranch in Pell City, 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. You're going to want to go to lovestock.life. Of course, you heard uh, Brother George Stewart in here with us just a week or two ago. Gosh, they've got 20 or 25 different uh, groups that are going to be performing, and uh, people are going to be sharing God's Word, music, vendors. You can bring your own as well. Uh, giveaways, uh, there'll be no alcohol, children's area, bring a chair, come on out 10 to 5 at the Willow Creek Ranch out in Pell City. That's on Blue Hole Road in Pell City. All the details are there at lovestock.life. That's the website, www.lovestock.life. That's Lovestock this weekend, uh, October 14th. That's uh, Saturday, 10 a.m., until 5 p.m., a good family-friendly, free event, Jesus-oriented event. Um, okay, we're talking about, uh, we've been talking about uh, the nation of Israel, uh, how it came to be uh, from um, Isaac to Jacob, who God changed his name to Israel, to the, to the land that was promised, the difference between, uh, in the translations of Philistine and Palestine, uh, is, is really a frustrating nuance uh, and you go back and you track that and there's people that know I've had people on the show that have went much deeper into these topics than I have I, I, I'm skimming the surface you know when Rabbi Walker was with us when we've had uh, Rabbi Jonathan Burnus on the program uh, we've had uh, you know Ron Rhodes on the program uh, Dr. Gary Frazier I'm just thinking of some of the um, uh, Jeff Kinley some of the uh, Israel experts that we've had uh, so many times talk through a lot of these issues and I'm just sort of giving you the overview of these but um, the bottom line is that um, of this whole conflict is that Satan hates the Jews he just he hates them and his and and people who serve him hate the Jews that's what it's about and Satan knows that there's a a, a clock that's ticking that his end is near. I believe he's backed into a corner and uh, he doesn't have any way out. He's looking for one, but he doesn't have one. And so therefore, we have spiritual warfare all around us and we're caught up in the middle of a battle. And Satan's doing everything he can to rule over hearts and minds of the human race. And as a result, uh, we see a lot of Satan's strategy is to annihilate the Jewish people. And uh, we see this all throughout history. There's never been a time in the history when the children of Abraham uh, haven't been under attack. I'm telling you, since the day God called Abram to leave his people and go to the land that God would show him, the enemy's been working hard to wipe out his offspring. And the church um, is, uh, should stand up for the Jewish people, uh, we we are monotheistic. We serve the same God. Uh, of course, uh, we feel like Messiah. We know Messiah has already come, and the Jews, uh, not not all of them as a people, they don't see that. But uh, they are our uh, they are our um, our allies, and we should stand up against any and all attempts to wipe out the Jewish people. And man, have they tried! I mean, let's just go back over history. Uh, this is uh, outlined by uh, Jonathan Burnus uh, 
and here's the way he outlines it. You go back to, uh, I got, let me see if I can get some in here. You go back to AD 70. We were just talking about it earlier. Titus, as many as a million Jews died when the Roman army destroyed the temple and burned the city of Jerusalem. And of course, when you go to Israel, we, we visit, uh, everybody visits Masada, and that was the last stand. Uh, then you go uh, from the uh, 1096 to 1270. Thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of Jews are massacred during the Crusades, including the entire Jewish populations of Prague and, uh, and Cologne. You go to 1182, the Jews are expelled from France and their properties confiscated. 1289, the Council of Vienna ordered Jews to wear around a patch on their clothing. 1290, Jews were expelled from England. 1294, Jews were expelled from Bern, Switzerland. 1347, thousands of Jews were massacred after being charged that they started the Black Death by placing poison in wells. That wasn't true. From the 1400s to the 1800s, the Spanish Inquisition. And, of course, that's where Columbus uh, came from, in which many Jews were forced to convert to Christianity, and he wouldn't do it. He left by the edge of the sword. They deported, tortured, or were killed, and that went on for about 350 years, uh, the Inquisition. You carry on forward, uh, 1494, all the Jews in the city of Trent, northern Italy, were massacred after a rumor that they had murdered a Christian boy for religious purposes. 1497, Jews are expelled from Portugal. 1826, Pope Leo decreed the Jews were to be confined to ghettos and their property confiscated. Of course, then we get into the 1800s into the 1920s, uh, and it, yeah, well, I'm out of time, but it goes on and on. Of course, we know what happened with Hitler. Uh, and Hitler wasn't the first to persecute and to kill and to try to wipe out the Jewish race. He was just the uh, the latest. He wasn't the first by any means. So uh, this has been going on for a long time, and this is just a continuation of the same uh, idea and the same wronged philosophy. All right, another hour yet to come. Our Bible study coming up next hour.